The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. I'm not even tired. Oh, uh, cool. Glad I poked it. <laughs> Plant, not like fire. It's being tied up and dominated. I mean, I get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there's a time and a place. <laughs> Four of you are invisible. One of you is flying. They do like blood. Well, who doesn't? Oh. <laughs> like a cool rock or something. Olash, what do you say? Thank you. Pass him over, chump! This episode is a long one, so we're going to speed through the intro. We're doing two live shows at CarnageCon in November. Go to CarnageCon.com for all the details. Registration is open, so get your badges and join us at the show. Now let's hit and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the party continued exploring the thicket that should not be. They ran afoul of more of its native creatures and were almost overrun. But they were aided by the very elf they were searching for when Vrel dropped down a rope to them so they could climb safely to the canopy. He chastised them for upsetting the natural order of this pristine ecosystem that he had been observing for some time. He let them know about the warring tribes of vegetable pygmies that both worship the light at the end of the cavern. Knowing that they need to find a way past the colonies, the party decided to rest in the treetops before devising a plan to make their way to their prize. And that is where we pick up. You have rested in the treetops while Eowyn read through Vrel's notes on the veggie pygmies. Awaking, you find that Vrel has now left the treetop. The knotted vine that you had climbed up is hanging down, so clearly that's how he made his way down and expects to get back up. Uh, what are you all doing? Like, what have we been doing while we're resting, or what do we want to do now? What are you doing now? I mean, if what, what you've been doing while you were resting is probably sleeping. You guys took a long rest. Uh, yeah. We're no longer invisible, right? Uh, no, that that wore off a while ago. It lasts like three minutes, three minutes or something like that. Right, Sam? Uh, it lasts an hour. Uh, the invisibility spell oh, lasts an yeah, hour. Uh, for the dust of disappearance, you it's two d four minutes. So yeah, so uh, we that's for short short range disappearance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Short term might be what you were looking for. Oh, no, short range, short range. It's not good. I mean, it's also short range because you have to be within the range of dust. But nonetheless, yes, you are. You are all visible. Ildov, you are no longer flying. (laughs) (laughs) So the plan was to water walk, right? Yeah, we can. Yeah, I can can get all of us across there. It it, it lasts for an hour, so I mean, we can walk for an hour on water if we want to go up the river somewhere, but. We still might be, uh, you know, seen as we're going walking on water, being kind of, you know, a little strange that beings can walk on water. Is there any way to, like, like we're, like, up in the trees, right? Currently, yes. Is there a way to move through the trees? Like, the top of the trees? Over the canopy? Yeah. Uh, you guys haven't really explored that, but you could. I think we talked about it a little bit last time, and we're climbing to like tree to tree or the immovable rod or something we were thinking about but my worry is i'm i'm not quite agile or uh you know light so moving through trees is going to be very hard for me they tie you into the rope like a harness 
I love being tied up as much as the next dwarf, but uh, I don't know if I want to be tied up this high up. They could Bjorn you to Olash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to his point, I'm also not super, like, agile. What are you talking about? You've never, like, rolled two nat ones and tried to get over a simple wall? <laughs> um, Historically, climbing has not been our group. That's um, true, That's more yeah. than climbing. That's, you know, jumping and, well, I mean, Olash is amazing at jumping, but it's also, you know, trying to grab tree branches at the same time and swing and... Let me pitch this. Is there any way to convince these warring tribes of pygmies that we're gods and that they need to uh, stop their fighting? I... I doubt that we could convince them before they killed us. So Eowyn chimes in at this point, uh, because Eowyn has, has spent the entire time that you all were resting. She had already had rested when you guys short rested earlier. Um, and she's just been reading through all of these notes that Varel had handed to her. Um, and she's been been pouring over them with a lot of purpose, because he was a dick to her. Uh, and, and handed them to her and said, you know, oh, they're kind of heady. I don't know if you'll get it. And so she was, she was very resolute in making sure she understood everything. Took her a little while. Because uh, he he wrote in sort of this like shorthand, and she had to figure out the cipher essentially to figure it all out. But she chimes in and says, uh, "Well, I, well, um, here's what I've learned: uh, the veggie pygmies, uh, as Varel calls them, um, their anatomy is very similar to other upright species, but they do not have lungs, uh, and they have chlorophyll in their veins rather than blood. Um, they do not sleep, but they do remain still while they are feeding." Apparently, that reddish-brown mold that we, we encountered when we first entered the thicket is the method via which they reproduce. So good job not breathing that in, y'all. Oh, thing. I did not need that in my lungs. Uh, the Vegapygmies worship the light at the end of the cavern. They regularly send parties of four to give offerings there. The parties that they send do not fight, nor do they, they fight each other, and they're not harried by patrols, so that that might be a way if we can make ourselves appear to be one of those. Um, they stay for no more than ten minutes when they're there. Um, each colony sends one offering per day, uh, despite not having a system of sun up or sun down. They, they have some method of telling time. All the rest of his notes really just says that there's the the, the blue striped colony. They they stay in the swamp, that's um, that that's lower down. And the red striped colony, uh, they live sort of on a on a rise, amidst uh, uh, some volcanic activity. And there's there's sort of this. I think this is a map. I'm not quite sure. I want to check out the red striped colony. <laughs> Party down with some. Smooth Jamaican lager. <laughs> <laughs> should we? Should, can we disguise ourselves as pygmies? They're smaller than us. Yeah, but we've got illusions and such. No. I, I mean, the any illusions that I know of that we've used in the past need to be our size and would be very big pygmies, especially Olash. I can use uh, my my illusion spell can be up to a give or take a twenty foot cube, so that could in theory surround all of us and just make us look. Like moving pygmies, you know. Right. I'm just still saying we have to be the size we are. Like we can't. He's not talking about like a disguised oh. self thing. Oh, He's talking about a 20 foot cube. Oh. Where, where I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot about me you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pardon me for not asking. I guess I was being too much in my head about be- uh, myself there for a second. I'd like to know more about you, Cassian. And now is the time to do it. No. Yep. <laughs> yes, let's all, let's all share one fact about it. We're, we're in tree Which time. So, so I, I can do that. It lasts for ten minutes or until my concentration is broken. So no shiny things. We'd have to have some kind of advance warning when we're going to run into the pygmies. Maybe Olash, if you want to pull out some animals from your bag of tricks and, and get and use them as scouts like we talked about with your beast sense yeah i could i could do that i'm worried about sending them out there because those pygmies apparently attack everything no but i guess you have no control over what you get but if you happen to get a very sneaky animal that would... like a giant goat <laughs> <laughs> really rooting for a giant <laughs> goat here uh is that do do we want to do that? I can send one and use beast sense. Well, we'd have to get down to the forest floor, but I, I think that's fine. I mean, I don't think you need beast sense because they're from your bag of tricks. But oh no, well, never mind. No, she wants to see through their eyes. eyes. Yeah, we wouldn't have to come down from the trees, right? I could just throw one of the fuzzy objects. You could <laughs> just throw it ground. all the way down to the ground. Um, <laughs> but uh, to activate beast sense, I think there's a there's a range for the the, like, the casting of the spell. Going back, Cassie, into uh, you know stealthy animals. Are you sure that she has, like, a an oiled-up cat in that bag, or is that just kind of... I mean, uh, only time will tell, I suppose. Because as we know, an oiled-up cat is what you told us is the most sneaky thing in the yeah, world. You have to be able to touch yes. the creature. Well, you know, I have the power to make anything that sneaky, so we, we, we all could be oiled cats, for all I'm concerned. I got distracted for a minute there. What are we talking about? <laughs> it's just the uh, how an oiled cat kidding. is the sneakiest... According to Cassian, that is the sneakiest okay. animal. It was, it was a simile that I used when describing how stealthy I was going to be at getting some gems, and Yafik's uh, really taken a shine to it. All right. I've just never seen an oiled-up cat before. Well, you're missing out, my friend. I think the point is that you've never seen one. They're that stealthy. Ah! All right, let's go. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> I, I'm going to tie the rope of climbing to a branch and start heading to the forest floor. Okay, you could just use the knotted vine. It's still there. <laughs> oh, it's still there? Okay, I'll use that then. Everyone else Goodbye, going down? Cassie. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no work. Yes, we're all following. Like, yeah, all right. Sure, why not? Okay, so you all uh, climb down the knotted rope uh, without incident and make it down to the forest floor. Uh, you're still in that very vine-covered section. Oh, no. Um, We've had bad luck with vines. You've had bad luck with everything so far. It's almost like someone is controlling all your actions. <laughs> Are we about to have, like, a crisis of whether or not we have free will? <laughs> <laughs> just just keep moving. Don't think about it. Says the one that has a pact with the old one. All right, we're down here. Are we ready yeah, to go? Okay, Olash, you want to do your thing? My, be- my beast my beast thing? Yeah. <laughs> do your beast thing. Okay, so this is a D8. Do your beast thing. Okay. Do your beast thing. <laughs> oh, no. What did you get? Oh, no. A lion. <laughs> Lions are dark stealthy. Uh, yeah. So you got you got a uh, you you reach into the uh, bag of tricks and you feel that fuzzy object uh, about the size of a tennis ball. You pull it out, throw it on the ground, bounces once, and then before it hits the ground on the second bounce, just this uh, a lioness appears. Um, <laughs> yeah, full-sized, you know, looks beautiful, muscular, sneaky, actually. It okay. is a a, a mm-hmm. predator. I was going to say cat hunts. of prey, but that's not the one it's called. Yes, those cats of prey. <laughs> uh, all right, and then I'm going to 
I'm gonna cast Bee Sense. Well, so I have to be, I have to be able to touch, I have to touch the animal. Correct. So I'm gonna like scratch her under the chin. Oh, okay. While I cast it, she purrs. (laughs) Lion stats are right there. Lion stats. Give me (laughs) them. Give me those lion stats. Um, when I remember, I will make you a thing of like the stats for all of those creatures, so that. Anyway, I'll cut this out. This is not important. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is this is gold. Oh, I'm leaving it in now. Um, okay, so you you've got this uh, lioness in front of you. Uh, you've just given her some good old scritchies uh, and cast beast sense on her. You sort of have similar to um, to when you cast speak with animals. There's there's a, you know like a, a ritual. Uh, you don't have to do the hustle for this one, but it's more of like looking deeply into each other's eyes and sort of. You're essentially like asking permission for this beast to allow, for it to allow you to see through its eyes, um, and and it gives you permission. Did you name it yet? Cassian is just quietly playing some djembe music in the background. <laughs> the right primal feel. On your lute. It's a, I'm a very multi-talented performer. No, he he grabbed Olash's tambourine. Uh, okay. Uh, did you name her yet? Uh, I haven't named her. I I assume that you know she'll tell me her name. Oh, of course. I don't want to. I don't want to name her. She feels she like a Karen. To me. <clears throat> I was thinking she looked like a Sandra, but I don't know. <laughs> You're both right. Her name is Saren. <laughs> so, so what I'm thinking, Olash, is you can send her just like a little ways ahead of us, so that we have enough warning for me to cast the spell before anything sees us. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. I say, in terms of which way we should go, I'm just gonna go ahead and vote for. Highlands above swamp because I don't want swamp cook in my boots. I I, I would second Highlands just because it may not be uh, hard terrain to get through. We don't want to be bushwhacking through a swamp. So uh, let's let's go. Is that okay? All right. Yeah. Let's move. So you guys are are going to go the uh, the Highlands route. Are we still are we stealthing? Yeah, I think we should still sneak. And I but I'm just gonna be ready to drop my illusion over us. Do we know, um, Eowyn, Does that does that book you were reading have um? Or, or the notes have uh, any pictures of the flowers that the pygmies carry? It does. The, uh, the 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 blue colony has blue flowers. The red colony has red flowers. The red ones, they, they apparently they all grow in a in a singular field at the center of the. Oh, I'm sorry. You want this for your illusion. You don't want to yes, go I get one. Yeah. Um, uh, so they they're made of two broad petals that are a deep deep red and they 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 sort of form together to make a a a sphere and she shows you a picture of them okay i'm just gonna play with my minor illusion until i get it until i get it looking like the picture sure play with your minor illusion (laughs) we all know what that means (laughs) that's a major illusion thank you oh whoa either way please don't do it in front of us We, we'd really appreciate it. It kind yeah, of brings maybe the Maybe stick down. to the back of the party for right now. Okay? Oh, I don't want him anywhere behind me when he's doing that. <laughs> so you uh, so you guys are stealthing forward all together? Yes. yes. Let's get some stealth rolls. Okay, this is oh, going to be fun. That's 20 for stealth for Cassian. Cassian's an oiled cat. That's pretty nice. 17. You got to roll for the lion, too. Oh. Eowyn. Your face is making me think you did not roll well on that. Eowyn is 11, and because I have disadvantage, I rolled an 8. Would this be? Uh, Eldav has a 6. <laughs> uh, the lion has an 8. That's it? Wow. Yeah. Uh, even with that we, plus 6? 
We generally oh, are not very it. lucky when uh, it comes to stealth. So, Hence why well. we don't do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so 12, 17, a nat 20 from Cassian. 8 and an 11. 8 and 11. 6. And a 6. Okay. So you all are, uh, for the most part, a little uncomfortable from having slept in the positions that you slept in in the tree. You were all sort of like sitting upright against the trunk. Um, so it's, it's very stiff. It's very uncomfortable. And you kind of just got up and you were like, okay, this is the plan. Climbed on the rope and you didn't really stretch out first. So it, traveling over this rough terrain, there's uh, a lot of tripping over branches, over vines. At one point you fall and... You guys hear rustling from the uh, the vines below you, uh, but thankfully a, a humanoid creature does not emerge from them this time. Um, as you uh, don't you, pierce it, Cassian, don't stab it. Yeah, you make it through uh, without incident into sort of the next area. So you guys are now a mile into this cavern. Uh, so you're essentially in the in the middle of it, um, entering this next area, which is where the the colonies are. The map that you're looking at on the table is a sort of a, a very uh, zoomed out view. Um, so normally when we look at maps, the they're, they're five foot squares. These are 25 foot squares. So this is just for like the very zoomed out so we can see everything. Uh, the stuff that's important going down the center is the river. So the river that was on the, the that was like to the, the left side of the cavern has snaked through and moved down, uh, running down the center now. All of the brown circles are tree trunks oh, uh, with, those are eggs. with canopy up above them. Um, anywhere you see sort of like the green squiggles, that's just grass uh, or underbrush. The, the things that look like shitty Boy Scout badges are, <laughs> are uh, indications of where there are uh, huts and buildings in the colonies. The blue squiggles are swampland slash water. There are some pools of water. And in the highlands area, which is where you all will be traveling, there is uh, volcanic activity. So there may be some magma pools, things to be aware of. There. Those are harder to swim around. A little bit. Uh, but you have now made your way to the center. Uh, you are on the the side of the river of the, the Highlands colony. What you doing? I think we're still sneaking along. Has the cat spotted any pygmies ahead of us? The cat has been traveling with you thus far. Oh, I thought the point was we wanted to send it a little ways ahead. Well, you can do that now. Okay, how far ahead do we think? Sort of just out of eye shot because uh, my illusion only lasts 10 minutes, so we want to get as much... You know, we want to cast it as close to when the pygmies are about to spot us as possible. Okay. 50 feet ahead of us or 100 feet ahead of us, something like that. Okay. Um, I'm just double-checking for beast sense. There's no there's no specific range on it, um, so it will just... It will allow you to see through the beast's eyes and hear through its ears, and you continue to do so until you use your action to return to your normal senses, um, which means that while you are under beast sense, you cannot see through your own eyes or hear through your own ears. Yeah, that's kind of okay. what I thought. Um, Stay close to me. Tie a harness to Olaf. <laughs> the official says you are, you are blinded and deafened to your own surroundings while you're under the influence of it. But there's also no range re uh, restriction to it, so you don't have to be like within a hundred feet of the lion or okay. whatever. You could send it all the way to the opposite end of the cavern, so long as it survives its trip, okay. and you'd still be able to hear and see through it for an hour. Okay. Is Olash essentially now 
Bran from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I I think she's a little bit more like the Beastmaster. We got to get you some ferrets. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her, her totem is the mink. That makes sense. That's different than ferrets. It's very different, but it's close. All right, so I guess I'm just like guiding Olash by the hand while she stumbles blindly through this forest as we go. All right, and I guess I'm sending the lion, Saren. Like a like a hundred feet ahead of us. Is that what we decided on? Yeah, I think that works. Okay, hundred feet, two hundred feet, just far enough that like what she'll see anything before it has a chance to see us. You know. Okay, so uh, what I'm going to say is that you all sort of stopped at the the border of this area to uh, to sort of regroup. Uh, especially, you know, you notice that sort of the surroundings change. The The trees here are the same. They're still gigantic. The vines are still overhead, but the ground is sort of transitioned from underbrush and soft earth to like bits of shallow water and muck and reeds. So you you know that you're you're getting closer to what you're looking for. So you sort of stopped, you regrouped. Uh, let's get a new stealth roll for the lion. Uh, 20 not natural okay um so uh on the the map if you guys can just point out to me where you guys are traveling like if you want to use one of your minis as sort of like this is this represents the group uh since all those squares are 25 foot you're definitely not taking up that much space all right we're gonna stick to the river I, I don't know. Is that where we are? No, I like it, yeah. Um, so the lion is quietly and carefully stalking forward, moving at, at probably, I'd say, about half speed. <laughs> uh, yeah, just tiptoeing. <laughs> Through the tulips. Olash, the, the first thing that you see is that this the shores of this river are undoubtedly a battlefield. Um, there are broken weapons and veg-pygmy bodies on both sides. The colonies themselves look like they're about 100 feet back from the shore on both sides. So it's not like the buildings come right up to the shore. Even where they are, through the trees, it, it's hard to see them specifically. They're not really seen by you guys, and you're, you're pretty confident that, that like they can't see you where you are right now without coming any closer. The only sound you hear right now is the rush of water from the uh, the river, uh, which is crystal clear and very cold. The lion sort of stops and, and walks over to the the um, the river and takes a drink, um, and then continues on. Um, <laughs> The river is about 30 feet deep, you can see, when the lion sort of leans down to take a drink in it. Uh, And it looks like it's uh, 40 to 50 feet across as it sort of snakes away. Continuing on forward, the lion moves into the the next square and can now see that there are some veggie-pygmies moving around on the bank over here. Um, It looks like they're cleaning up after a battle. Uh, so they are walking around. They don't seem concerned with any of the, the corpses that are there, but they're actually just picking up weapons. Um, so it seems like they're, they're harvesting the battlefield for what's still usable. Uh, they're, they're even taking some things that are broken, but leaving others. It looks like they're more interested in the pieces of spears that have spearheads on them still, rather than just the broken hafts. They're going through and grabbing all of that stuff. Um, and they don't see the lion. Okay. 
So the lion, uh, I mean, you gave the lion basic directions of like scout, but don't, you know, engage. I'm assuming. At least I'm. I don't. I, I shouldn't assume. Did you Did you tell the lion to scout and not engage, or yeah. just to fuck shit up? <laughs> no, no. It's Wait, definitely so a sneaky mission. Steering. <laughs> <laughs> what is your obsession? No, it's not. A, it's not a Jaeger. <laughs> well, I don't know. She's seeing through its eyes and hearing. Look, I know it's a lion, but this isn't Voltron. There okay? we go. There's a reference point. I can use. Yeah, that's. I'm. I'm the one who's being silly. That's totally impossible for this <laughs> fantasy world that we've created. <laughs> According to this, I like if we're. I can use a bonus action to command how the creature moves and what action it takes on its oh, next turn. Oh, like you were steering it <laughs> or like to give it general control. orders such as to attack your enemies in the absence of such orders the creature acts in a fashion appropriate to its nature yeah so you can give it orders but yeah. you're not you're not I'm like, not like it, you're not steering it you're not yeah. like like pulling levers and shit and yeah. being like pick up front paw <laughs> <laughs> like I can tell it what to do it doesn't have to listen well I've been picturing Olaf just padding beside us on all fours this <laughs> <laughs> like she's in a mocap suit? Oh no, but she definitely is doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just a thing she does. She likes the feel of the dirt in her fingers. It's like VR. Yeah. <laughs> I ask Olash, um, does it look like there's a way around uh, these pygmies up ahead without... Um... You, you realize she can't hear you, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Oh. So so when Olash is in B-Sense, she is blind and deaf to her surroundings. Is she telling us what she's seeing? Yeah. I, I can talk, right? You can, absolutely. You don't know how loud your voice is. I'm kidding. Can I, <laughs> I'm kidding. Does that, that include... Can I speak to her telepathically? You can. She's only she's only deaf to, to audible things, so... Oh, good thing. So for once in her life, she doesn't have to hear Cassian. hey um, Okay, yeah, so I'm gonna... What are you trying to say to her? Oh, just, I, I'm wondering if there's a way to sneak around the pygmies that are coming up, or if we need to go through them with the illusion. Okay, well, I'll relay that telepathically do i <laughs> and the lion see a way around that? uh so roll perception for the lion so that's 13 what the lion sees is the veggie pygmies aren't approaching this area and going through all this stuff they're already there they're collecting things and just sort of the cursory glance it takes you don't see a lot of other weaponry around so it may not be a very long time that they're still going to be here um, you could just wait it out. Um, the other option would be that you could try to go around them, but that would put you between these Vegapygmies and the colony. I say let's wait and see what, see if they leave. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So Should we cast like a minor illusion in like around us to make it look like we're just part of the, like there's a forest. Uh, I think that would be a major illusion because minor illusion is only a five foot. Oh, cube, true. Yeah. And. The thing is, Major Illusion is a third-level spell. I can really only do two of those a day. Um, um, we can also try to blend into our surroundings just by getting into our surroundings. Well, we could try well, to make some while we wait. can... I mean, if Eowyn can do a Minor Illusion and I can do a Minor Illusion... That's 15 feet. That's... Okay, we just coordinate, make a sort two of... Two five-foot cubes. Well, but no, Cassian can do it as well. Oh, because... Okay, so yeah. So, like, if the three of us can cast it, I don't know. Just to so sort of make a, just sort of like a, a, a jungle, sort of like a wall of fake jungle in front of us? Yeah. Between us okay. and the, yeah. 
just to hide us while we wait, you're saying. Yeah, or, that's all I'm saying, yeah. While, yeah let's do that. while we're waiting, too, I'm going to start, like, trying to gather stuff from the floor and, like, make a ghillie suit and see if I can do it. So the uh, Eowyn, Ildov, and Cassian all cast uh, Minor Illusion uh, just to, to make it look like you're not there, essentially, so to just make it look like, you know, it's just naked forest. Uh, meanwhile, Yarfik, you are collecting... Uh, uh, tall grass and reeds to uh, make yourself a ghillie suit. Uh, so I guess roll. I guess Dex. Not survival. Mm, no, actually, yeah, that's a better one. Roll survival. Yeah, stat I'm good at. I I should note I have a disguise kit too that I'm proficient with, so maybe I can add some camo to this effect. Well, too. but this is just for him to collect. So he's not making the suit with the survival roll. He is collecting the things necessary to make right. it. Okay. I'm just saying once we start pulling it together, yeah. we can probably use that to our advantage. Too. 16. 16. Okay. Uh, you, uh, you, I mean, the, the jungle is rife with these things and it doesn't really look like they're picked over. No one else is really collecting this stuff except for Vrel. And he's, he is but one elf. Um, so he, uh, so you are able to gather a lot of reeds and grass uh, and you sort of, you're piling them all just sort of within this illusory space that you all have created uh, so that you can can have them all there safely. Um, and you've got a good amount. You'd say you've probably got enough to make uh, three ghillie suits. Okay. Meanwhile, the uh, it's been about 15 minutes or so at this point. You guys have re-upped your illusions a couple of times now. Uh, but now, uh, Olash, through Saren's eyes, you can see that the veggie pygmies uh, have... have petered out uh two of them left and then another one left and there's just one left right now still sort of like kicking through the bodies and picking stuff up there's only one still there what you doing i have a thought uh-oh oh no <laughs> okay <laughs> well, I don't, i'm gonna choose not to defend my bad. um i could try and charm this pygmy magically not just with my natural winning personality and and maybe it might be helpful to have an ally in here amongst the amongst the pygmies. Do you need to be able to speak their language to charm them, or is it kind of just a like, oh, I'm charmed by you? If I don't speak the language, it'll it'll just regard me as a trusted friend that it doesn't know how to talk to. <laughs> um, but I can use you know communicate with minor illusions, maybe just show it some images and such. I have a question. When I disguise myself, mm-hmm. the thing that I am disguising myself as generally has to be around the same height as me, correct? Correct. Okay. So I, um, I mean, you could you could disguise yourself as one and look like a really tall one. Can we just disguise ourselves as bits of jungle? <laughs> like, use the disguise kit to make camouflage, essentially? That's what I'm doing right now. I mean, that's what Yarfik just collected all of that, the ghillie suit but stuff But he only for. has enough for three, right? For three suits. I mean, I think Yarfik would be... Yarfik is the only one around the appropriate size to even be considered, like, a larger pygmy. Mm-hmm. The rest of you are too tall. Olash is definitely too tall. <laughs> Excuse me. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I can be um, whatever I Olash want. Let's ghillie suit and try to, try to put... Um, Pygmy disguise on the Arthur. Here's the the thing I was gonna say is if I charm, if I use the charm spell on this pygmy, it's not going to. We don't need to disguise ourselves. It doesn't care who we are. It just will like us. Do you have to like reveal yourself to charm it? Uh, is that Ooh, usually how he does it? it? Just reveals himself. And that's charming. I don't. <laughs> that's not how he just I walks up in a trench that. coat. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I can that cast usually doesn't work. Stealth, if that's what you're asking, but the, and then as soon as it sees me, it will 
like me. Hopefully. Provided that it Provided fails that the save. That it works, yes. If it makes the save, then it, it knows a spell has been cast on it. Right. But it won't necessarily know where you are if you're stealthed. Yeah, so I'm going to try and... I mean, do we want to do that, or do we, do we just want to fight it or wait for it to leave? I, I'm thinking this is our best option. Well, right now we, we can keep sending the lion forward and see if it can sneak around it. See what that happens with it and keep looking for stuff. Or Because Lolosh only has an hour with beast sense, so... Yeah. We need to so utilize this line as much as possible. So does it so seem, what, Sam, like this guy is here to stay? He's just chilling by the riverbank? Or? I mean, he's not chilling. He's he's kicking through bodies and, and picking <clears> things <throat> up. It, it looks like he's just searching for, you know, like that last thing that he's like, oh, there's got to be one more spearhead. Can I communicate with the lion at all? Like, with be sense can i like i would say that since it is a creature summoned from your bag of tricks that that yes you can okay and it's just the one pygmy yes and it's pretty distracted by looking for stuff yeah (laughs) so what do we think of the lion sneaking up and attacking it i i'm okay with that okay i'm gonna keep making ghillie suits so you're gonna have saren go in and attack the the veggie pygmy yeah. Um, so uh, we'll keep the, the stealth roll already, uh, which was a 16. Let me just roll uh, for as it approaches. It was a 29 natural. Oh, 29 natural. Sorry, that's right. That's okay. Um, just don't let it happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Saren creeps up paw by paw through the, just very carefully, you know, planting paws in the, the muck so that they don't like make that sucking noise when she pulls up. She gets very low to the ground and sort of pounce position behind the uh, the pygmy as it's searching for things. It's, but wiggle, but wiggle, but wiggle. Uh, yeah, uh, making no... The, the pygmy itself doesn't seem to notice it's there. Go ahead and roll an attack. You get a surprise round. I'm so nervous about this plan. So that's seven. A seven, okay. <laughs> so uh, she pounces... Uh, but at that exact same moment, the pygmy like takes a step to the side and turns uh, as if it saw something to uh, to grab sort of down in the muck. And uh, and Saren just lands where it was and misses. Uh, but the pygmy then sort of spins around because it hears this splashing noise. And we got to roll initiative. Fuck. Um, should we run up and help? <clears throat> That's only one. It's going to take a couple rounds to get there. I, uh, if you guys, for now, if you are staying out of the fight, you do not need to. It, um, we are how far? We're. It's, that's also going to take us a couple rounds to get there too. Even dashing. Yeah, you guys are about what? Uh, how many squares? Six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Seven. So that's so hundred and seventy-five feet. So. Yeah. Um. What did you get? Uh. Uh, five. A five? It rolled a one. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, last I'm just going to use your marker okay. for the lion for now. Um, so it is Saren's turn. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to bite. Okay. <laughs> Roll for it. <laughs> I love that you made the motion. That was even better. I'm really nervous about using this. It just gave me two really bad rolls. Do you want a different time? Okay. Um, so that is, uh, 17. 17 hits. Okay, and it's, uh, for bite, it's 1d8 plus 3. 
so that's nine. Saren lands on the uh, in on nothing, um, and there's nothing uh, there. No the, the, land, nothing. Yeah, at all. she just goes all the way down through the bottom of the earth. Uh, no lands, uh, pouncing, not not finding her prize. Uh, the Vegepigmy is just to her side, and the practiced predator that she is just swings her head to the side, grabs the Vegepigmy right by the neck, and with just this quick, quick turn of her neck, this sickening crack comes, and the Vegepigmy is limp in her jaws. Oh, she's gonna get those little, little arms. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Olaf. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. I love that we watch Olash do that, too, because she's acting it out in front of us. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you watch her, like, leaping on the ground. Um, Olash gives the thumbs up to the group to let them know that the pygmy is taken care of. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so this that section is clear. Um, are you guys all still sticking back there? Are you going to move we, forward? we're moving forward, right? Yeah. Are, so. are we minor illusioning as we're going, and am I dragging all the reeds with me? Yeah. Okay. Or yeah, I, I guess, yeah. well, at this point, we don't really, the minor illusion was more just while they were passing. I mean, it's, it's not the worst idea in the world to have a constant sort of screen going, like, sh- between us and the and the pygmy village. A pygmy blind? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Okay, that's, okay. yeah, we've okay. moved up a little bit, so I'm dragging the reeds. Okay, so you guys have moved up. Um, are you trying to keep that, like, 100-foot sort of buffer between you and Saren? Yeah. You think? I think okay. so. Basically, yeah. Cool. Uh, so uh, Saren has dealt with this pygmy. She she snapped its neck, shook it around a little bit, and then dropped it. And uh, you have come to a tree now, uh, or Saren, I should say, has come to a tree now on the bank. It, it won't be able to move between it and the river. Uh, you have to go around, um, which will bring you a little bit closer to the, the veggie pygmy colony. And we'll need a new stealth roll uh, for her. Oh my god. (laughs) She has plus six to stealth. Yeah, but when you roll a four, that's still only a ten. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure y'all So uh, she uh, tramps around. There's a little bit of splashing. Her her adrenaline is still up from from the thrill of the kill. Uh, <laughs> so she's uh, she's not quite as as quiet and practiced as usual, and uh, but she doesn't seem to arouse the suspicion of anything. Okay. So she makes it around the tree. Uh, are you guys gonna keep sticking to the shoreline? For now. So, yeah, as much as possible. Okay, so and you're having her stick to the shoreline as well? Yeah. I mean, do yeah. we want to get closer to the trees just because it's farther away from being seen from the other pygmy village across the river? I mean, either way, we are kind you're, of... You're between two pygmy villages at okay. this point. Getting no, closer no. to one, getting farther from one means getting closer to the other. That's true. Just saying. I'm not ready to commit to it, either it one. It might be really. a good idea to go ahead and ghillie suit up, though. Are you taking a shower? <laughs> no, that's just Yarfik moving through the grass. It's just a lot of pans. I feel like we, uh, no, we're near a waterfall. Okay. <laughs> Are they cute? Are they cute? They are adorable. Okay, that's good. Uh, I'll, I'll allow it if they're adorable. Um, so if you're going to be dragging all of that ghillie suit stuff with you... Because I haven't made it yet. Yeah, because the ghillie suits haven't been made yet. Um, that... Will A, slow your movement, and B, be a 
a loudish process. Mm-hmm. Um, like that will, as a group, give you guys disadvantage. Um, well, let's let's just make the ghillie suits now, so we're not dragging stuff. Okay, I'm I'm fine doing that. She'll keep moving ahead of us, and well, she can hold up for a second, right, while we're making these. Yeah, you can have her pause. How long do we have left on the spell? Because she has pause. Because she has pause. Mm. Exactly. Someone mm. got it. Right. <laughs> I got it. Mm. Uh, no, she laughed. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, you guys, uh, at this point, you've probably got about another half hour on the spell. Um, but you could always have her, like, stop, meet up with her again, and, and sort of cast the ten-minute ritual once more. True. If need be. How long will it take us to make... Depends on how you roll. Oh, fair. <laughs> all right, so why don't we do this? Um, why don't I why don't I work on the ghillie suits while you, Ildov, uh, disguise Yarfik as a pygmy? So that way, all but one of us will be in some kind of garb. There's still one other person that won't have a suit. There's only three suits worth of stuff. Yeah, I'm very stealthy naturally, so I'll just I'll just rock it, you know, suitless. I mean, I can disguise myself. Oh, that's a great point. I keep forgetting that you could just disguise yourself. Can can she disguise herself as just like a bush? <laughs> like a tall well, I mean I'm not that tall but uh, like an average sized bush yeah um, like a half elf sized bush <laughs> uh, let me see actually what the what would you name yourself if you were bush so uh, what's yeah what would you name your bush <laughs> oh my god had to be said did it though <laughs> <laughs> but you could also uh, turn invisible and uh, you you make yourself, including yeah. your clothing, armor, weapons, and other belongings on your person, look different until the spell ends or until you lo- uh, you use your action to dismiss it. Uh, you can seem one foot shorter or taller and can appear thin, fat, or in between. You can't change your body type, so you must adopt a form that has the same basic arrangement of limbs. Otherwise, the extent of the illusion is up to you. So you need to be humanoid... Um, but like a humanoid bush. I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there are definitely a, a humanoid those walking around. Yeah, a humanoid bush ants. would not necessarily be outside the realm of possibility for this area. But I will caution you that the last time you saw veggie pygmies come into contact with another uh, humanoid plant creature, they fucked its shit up. <laughs> That's true. Okay, That's I know true. this is not what we're talking about, but when we said humanoid bush, I was just picturing. Off turning into like just like a topiary hedge in the shape of a person, <laughs> <laughs> like an Edward Scissorhands creation. I would allow that, that would be pretty great. Um, you could also fly, <laughs> yeah, I can, or I could do both. In I mean, invisibility would probably be the safer bet because it lasts longer, yeah. Um, she can do anything, like they, they can do better. You're right. Because fly is 10 minutes fly and invisibility is an hour. Invisibility is an hour. Okay, well, yeah, worst case scenario, I'll just. Bug disappear. Out. But at least if you turn into a bush creature, you'll, there'll be you'll, you might have better just sort of general camouflage, you know. That than being invisible. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I, meant, I, meant I think his point is that it, to to go invisible now uses a spell slot. Disguise right. self, she can do it. Okay, will yeah. thank you, Sam. That, that is. is yes. <laughs> I was genuinely. I was confused too. Like really? Point. Okay. I just mean it's not it's not pointless to turn herself into a bush because she can at least blend in better. Uh, yeah, you could do that, or you could even I mean I would allow it to say you use disguise self just to like make yourself be camouflage colors. Yeah. Um, so you could look exactly like you look, just like you know forest camo. I'm kind of like a chameleon. 
Like a half elf chameleon. Yeah, pretty much. That's dope. You're half <laughs> your uh, quarter human, quarter elf, half chameleon. <laughs> you can also turn your eyes in every direction. <laughs> really long tongue. So chameleon style for Ildov, then ghillie suits for me, Olash, and uh, Eowyn, and then we'll disguise Yarfik as a tall pygmy. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies love it chameleon style. <laughs> okay, so uh, who's making the ghillie suits? I was going to try. Do one. I can uh, do one. Okay, so um, uh, Cassian. Yeah, I feel like me and... I feel like Eowyn would be making one because Yarfik, I'm disguising you. Oh right. Who has a disguise kit? I do. I do. Okay, so Cassian, you can you can roll with your um, disguise kit tool proficiency. Uh, Ildov, same for you. The which should just be your dex and proficiency, I believe. So you guys can both do that. Eowyn and Olash are each doing their own. Can Olash do it? So uh, she doesn't have a disguise kit. She can do it via uh, survival. Right, but she's blind and deaf. Oh, oh right. yes, that's true. Olash cannot do it. I, I mean, she could. <laughs> it would probably not look very good. Question. I don't see it on my sheet here. Is disguise kit uh, dexterity or intelligence or what am i what stat am i rolling it should be dex and proficiency um so 24 okay so you you are all ghillie suited up uh you look like a delta force commando you you may want to like once you finish yours then also do one for olash since she is indisposed (laughs) do i need to make a second roll yeah you'll need to make a second roll for that one not so good. That one's a 12. 12? It was kind of hard to get the suit on her because she's still, like, moving around. <laughs> um, and she's on all fours. Um, so you don't really get any, like, like the, the front of her body was very hard to, to put anything disguising on. So you mostly just put stuff on her back. So, you know, it's it's a serviceable job. It's not too bad. You're, you're, you're pretty sure that if, if they got, like, close, that they'd be able to see through it. But from far away, you know. It's it's pretty okay. decent. I'm gonna and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say to her, Olush, you look awesome. It's she can't hear you. <laughs> Can I still give her a bardic inspiration even though she can't hear me? Um, actually, I don't. What if I relay the message telepathically? Well, I'm not sure how that works because oh, no, you it's... know what? I'm looking at the description and it says a creature in sixty feet that can hear me. So forget it. Yeah, mm. yeah. So save it for when B sense wears off and then you can inspire her. Meanwhile, uh, Ildov, roll uh, your dex plus proficiency for making Yarfik look like a pygmy. What? So plus my proficiency bonus? Yeah. So your proficiency oh, bonus and your dexterity. 19. Okay, oh, wait. So- sorry. 20, not natural. <clears throat> Even better. Um, so you uh, take out your your whole disguise kit, all of the... The, the sort of uh, pigments and like the spirit gum and everything you've got and you make Yarfik up, change his skin tone to that sort of like deepish green. Uh, that's that's what Vegapigmies look like. So that's what you're making Yarfik <laughs> look like, <laughs> FYI. And um, 
you sort of, you like mix a bunch of, uh, you find some plants nearby that you sort of grind up and you mix those into his hair to take the, the, the edge off that red and make it look more green. Mm-hmm. Um, and you sort of have this like putty that you use to make his nose disappear so that it's just this flat thing on his face. Uh, you like use spirit gum to tamp down his beard down against his neck so it's sort of flattish. And, and this is a, you do a, you're impressed with yourself. You're mm-hmm. like, this was, you went above and beyond. This was a really good job. You are still fairly confident that like, he can't walk into that colony and oh, they'll no. be like, what up, bro? But, uh, but from, from this distant, from like the distance they'd be looking at him from there, like they, he's indistinguishable. Um, he's certainly like more hirsute than the average veggie pygmy is. I eat a um, lot better than most. But you you don't have any concept of whether or not that's an anomaly. You you've only seen a scant few so far, so you don't know if there are some that are maybe, you know, more big boned than others. But you're you're pretty happy with what you've done there. Um and then you are going to disguise yourself as a uh bush camo person. Um, Chameleon. Uh, who is disguising Eowyn? Um, I, I can do it after I'm done. I'm just, you know, or she can do, do it herself. you have a disguise kit? Nope. Oh, I can do it. So roll... Um, 19. 19. Uh, so you you ghillie suit Eowyn up. You're, you're kind of going... You, you saw what Cassian did, and you're like, ooh, that's good. I like what he did there. That looks really nice. So you're just trying to sort of ape what he did. Um, and you do a pretty good job. It's pretty uh, pretty f- good facsimile. So How does Eowyn um, feel about being made up in a ghillie suit? How does Eowyn feel about yeah. it? Eowyn's not that happy. Um, she, uh, she doesn't like dirt. Um, and this is primarily made of dirt. Um, so she understands that she also doesn't like being hit, though. And right now, her desire to not be hit is greater than her desire to be clean. Um, she also knows she can clean herself at a moment's notice with prestidigitation, so she'll take True. it. And you guys all will have uh, advantage on stealth checks. So I have a regular stealth check now, right? Uh, oh, yes. Oh, well, so yeah, you have your <laughs> the advantage on you cancels out your disadvantage from the heavy armor, which right. you're still wearing. Right. So. Um, so yes, cool. So you guys are all made up. This whole process took about twenty minutes or so to because you're you're not only doing it but you're trying to do it quietly and carefully. So you've got about ten minutes left on the beast sense for right now. Okay, right, let's roll. Do you want to meet up with her yeah. and then we'll recast the beast sense? Yeah, I think that's a good yes. idea. I'll just tell her to wait. Okay, and she hide. Is. She waits just on that other the other side of that tree. Uh, let's get stealth rolls from all of you. Olash, you can you can uh, dispel the beast sense for now, so that you can be upright and be a normal person. Natural we, twenty for Erwin. Okay. We have advantage. Yes. And a an eighteen for Yarfik. Okay. Uh, twenty not natural. Okay. 18. I only got a thirteen on that one. Okay. With, with advantage. It's okay. I, without advantage, it would have been a nat one. Oh wow. <laughs> oh well, actually, no. Wait. Oh yeah, no. Thirteen is right, sir. Okay, uh, traveling as a party uh, with your your new, your new duds, uh, you guys uh, easily make it through uh, without any issue and uh, <laughs> catch up to uh, zigzag to Saren. serpentine. Yes, serpentine, uh, and you catch up with Saren just on the other side of that tree, looking around the area. Seems like you guys are are clear for the moment. So, uh, Olash, you're recasting beast sense. Mm-hmm. Under the chin. So give her, give her them good scratches. She she leans in, purrs a little bit, 
you look deeply into her eyes and uh, then you can feel it happen again. Uh, what you all see is you see Olash scritching her, you see her them looking uh, deeply into each other's eyes, and then you see Olash's eyes, these just sort of clouds wash over them uh, from, from the center uh, right by her nose out to the edges, and then they are just like completely white um, as she is now seeing once again through Saren's eyes. Kathak hmm. could see me now. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see him <laughs> or hear him. Uh, so what now? Let's creep forward again, yeah. Yeah, same plan. Let's do it. Uh, so you send Saren forward. I'm assuming you guys hold where you are until she sort of gets out an appropriate distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she comes up uh, about 50 to 70 feet out from where you are. She comes up to uh, what looks like a sort of a rickety bridge that's been built over this uh, this river. The bridge itself is about 25 feet wide. Um, it's made of various pieces of, of wood. Some of them cut. Some of them look more like driftwood. And they're, they're pretty precariously roped together. But it also looks pretty old. It looks like it's been there for a while. So it's, it's obviously sturdy enough, at least, to survive the river. It doesn't hang over the river so much as it floats on the river. And uh, have uh, roll perception for Saren real quick. That's a 17. 17. Um, so uh, Saren takes in the this bridge. Olash, you you make note of it. Um, and in looking across, Saren also sees a, uh, a party of blue-striped veggie pygmies uh, approaching the bridge from the opposite side. Ooh. So they're, like, coming at me, kind of? They're not. They're, it doesn't. I mean, Saren. So far as Saren can tell, they're not coming at her, but they are traveling in that direction. Okay. So um, she has little time to react, but can do something. Uh, can I, like, move back and hide behind this tree? Um, or is that too far? I forget that's really far. What is her speed? Her speed is 50 feet. Uh, if 50, she can make it. Okay. So yeah, you could, uh, she could move back and then, and then roll stealth to hide. Okay. Uh, so that's, uh... Uh, I can't do math. 23? 23. Okay, yeah. So she uh, quickly leaps backward and scrambles behind the tree and then just sort of presses herself against it with her her head on the outward edge so that she can still sort of keep track of where they're coming in. Uh, Luckily, with sort of with like the tallish marsh grasses that are here, um, they go up high enough to to hide her very well. Um, So she is, both you and she are, are... pretty sure that she is invisible right now as this uh troop of veggie pygmies about 12 of them all told come tramping over the bridge they all stop when they get over the shore two of them stand still while another one gets up on their shoulders sort of like periscoping (laughs) like a meerkat um looking around to uh to survey the landscape they don't see anything uh it jumps down and they they continue moving on you sort of wait a little bit, I'm assuming, or yes. do you want to follow them? No, I don't think so. Uh, no. yeah, you wait a little bit, um, and then you can hear the sounds of battle as they have now moved farther. It sounds like they're in or nearish, at least to the colony itself. Okay, that's not a bad thing. Seems no, like that's great. Distracted for a bit. Yeah, let's keep on creeping on. All right, so uh, Saren is gonna. Keep on moving. Okay, uh, so Saren keeps on moving on. Uh, we'll we'll keep that stealth roll for now. Same thing for for you guys. Uh, past the bridge um, and keeps on moving down further. And. 
Island. I assume we're following. We're like keeping a distance, but we're following. Yeah. That's as far as I know. You guys want to keep that like sort of hundred foot buffer yeah. or so? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so as you continue moving down, it's getting hotter still. You almost didn't think that that was possible. But you can see that on on this side of the river, there are sort of vents that, that are open in the ground where there's sort of this like bubbling coming up. Uh, there are some volcanic fumaroles, like those, those uh, bigger conical structures with smoke coming out of them. There are even some hot spring looking like areas. <laughs> So if anyone has any sore muscles, now's the time. Mm. Um, I, do, I do, actually. <laughs> but like me as the player, not, yes. right. yes, <laughs> not the character. Uh, but you... But you know, if you sauna in the game, you sauna for real. <laughs> so you continue moving forward. Uh, Saren keeps going. You guys are, are now at the, the bridge itself. Uh, or actually, you're just past the bridge. And um, the... Blue striped veggie pygmies that had come across, uh, it looks like they did not fare too well, and uh, two of them have uh, are retreating. Mm. Um, so two of them are now rushing back uh, across. Um, did we put a red we... stripe or a blue stripe on me? I think red stripe, right? Because we're yeah. on the right side. Okay. Mm. So um, as they are rushing back, um, you guys can hear this because they're not, they're not making any secret about it. Can they're splashing through. Sort of duck behind or like just kind of stand like. Surrounding Yarfik. <laughs> yeah, but also just kind of so that the trees kind of block us yeah, from view if they're like more. coming up. Sort yeah, of. And we can toss up a couple more minor illusion screens, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, roll. Roll, roll stealth. Okay. Once again, you have you have, you still have the advantage. Seventeen. Uh, nineteen for Eowyn. Fourteen. And oh. nineteen for me. Seventeen. Um. So yeah, you all you sort of post up behind that tree. You form a screen. Uh, with your minor illusion, uh, making sure to keep Yarfik on the opposite side of it because. Uh, It'll only start shit if these blue stripes see a red stripe. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they pass by, make no indication that they saw you at all. It looks like they are just hell-bent trying to save their lives. Uh, and they run dashing across the bridge. You still hear some splashing coming your way from that same direction as a, a group of six red stripe pygmies come following behind them. Uh, they also go dashing across the bridge. You know, if they, if they cut the bridge, they would not have this problem. But then how would they go kill each other? Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to attack each other. Exactly. They could maybe find a peaceful solution to things. I don't think this is our battle to solve. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like... The, Guys, it, we have a bigger mission. No, Yarfix convinced me. I cut the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Do, are you actually doing that? No, I'm okay. just kidding. Let's go. Let's keep going. Uh, so you, uh, you sort of wait a minute to make sure that you don't hear any more sounds of splashing, um, and then you, you continue to travel on, sending Saren even further in. Traveling through further, you come upon a group of four red-striped pygmies. Oh my god, they're everywhere. <laughs> It's like sand um, just gets everywhere. Have uh, so have Saren roll perception again. Jerks hanging out in their own village all the time. Um, Don't they know we have to walk through it to get where we're going? Ten. You um, or Saren rather sees the, this group of four. They're traveling along. They're not armed. They don't have spears or anything. But one of them is carrying a uh, uh, like a wrapped bundle. Don't know what it is. These are the flower guys. If we Mm -hmm. ambush them, we can take their place. 
What are you going to do? Skin them and wear their skin? <laughs> They're tiny, no, tiny skin. The <laughs> Just this way we avoid bumping into them at the shrine and them being like, but we're the flower guys. Well, they're not going to attack us. There's no attacking at the shrine. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Good point. So we would just... Well, so Eowyn will chime in and say, well, uh, to be clear, they don't attack each other at the shrine. Oh. There's nothing to say that they won't like outsiders there. Well, no, but we would do the minor. At that point, we would have the major image to, to look like pygmies. Like, we'll drop oh, it. We'll drop right, 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 right. All right, let's keep going. Stealth, stealth, stealth. So you're continuing stealth. on, uh, you're just yeah, so continuing to stealth behind them? Are you actually going to try and, and shank them? And No, I don't think there's how, any point. In not how yet. Many, how many yeah. of them are there? There are four of them. Four? I mean, we could take them, maybe. Take them. Did you see how quickly you guys didn't see? No, we didn't. It was really quick when Saren <laughs> killed that other one. Olash, you could even taste it. <laughs> Ooh. That might mean that this is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was disturbing. Oh, my God. Fred, I'm so sorry you didn't get to see that. No, that's fine. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> Uh, you uh, you missed Nicole flicking her tongue in and out several times. <laughs> in a suggestive manner. Yes. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, you are continuing along, uh, just sort of trailing this this group of pygmies, and they they don't notice you. Are you just gonna? let them continue to travel unmolested or what's the I think, I think so yeah just, yeah yeah okay okay so as you continue to creep behind them nothing else really catches your eye you uh, you find a point where once again the land sort of transitions a little bit uh, you get past the colonies and you're now traveling next to the river there's actually a worn dirt path here that uh, leads through the trees about a thousand feet or so until the trees come to an end and uh, you find yourselves now at the this tree line um, you can feel bright sun shining on you like the sun on a midsummer's day except obviously it's not the sun it's this incredibly bright light uh, looking around you can see that tall grass grows everywhere on either side of the river uh, save for this tramped down path uh, that's beside it leading to the source of the light and you can see that this group of four Vegapygmies is just traveling on. They don't seem to be attempting to be particularly quiet or stealthy or anything. Um, it, it seems that there is like this very specific detente of, of these travelers, these pilgrims that travel uh, to uh, make this offering. Uh, are you guys continuing on into this sort of grass area? Do you want to change anything about how you're traveling? You realize the ghillie suits that you're wearing were very accustomed to the marshland that you were just in, uh, but going forward, they're not they're not going to afford you the same protections. However, the grass in this area is tall enough that you can like kneel or or get down on all fours and. Yeah, guys, follow me. Yeah, let's do like a. <laughs> let's get all. I'm gonna stay pick Actually, I I'm enjoying this so far. Um, question, Sam. I'm assuming that at this point we've gotten some sense of the scale of a of the of the Vrel's map, right? Like, yes. So, how far do we think it is from where these grasslands start to the 
strike or whatever. That part's not really on the map. The map that, that was in his notes was of the two colonies. So you'd say that uh, from where you are right now, you're probably about half a mile or maybe a little less. So more than 10 minutes. More than likely, yes. All right. Yeah, let's create... Let's, uh... All fours are through the grass, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and get new stealth rolls. Without advantage, right? Without advantage. Do I get advantage for still being a pygmy? Um, Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah, you can roll regular. All right. Well, that's terrible. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Was that oh, your well. roll or Saren's roll? That was my roll, which is a five. Oh. I forgot to roll for Saren. Mine is also a five. Uh, well, mine was a natural one. <laughs> 16 for Erwin and 23 for Yarfik. Saren got an eight. Okay. Oh, no. So. Um, oh, yes. You are traveling through. Uh, you are uh, You're currently sort of to the right of the path in the grass, crawling along on all fours, uh, which has slowed you guys. Cassian, you did not take your ghillie suit stuff off. Um, and as you are traveling through, it's sort of, it snags on a branch and some grass and, um, and, uh, it, it rips them up out of the ground. You just, you just sort of keep pulling. You're like, oh, what am I stuck on? Um, but you're, you're just compelled to keep moving forward and you rip them up out of the ground. Um, Olash, you see this, uh, there's this sort of loud, like, tearing noise and uh, through Saren's eyes you can see that the four Vegapygmies have stopped in their tracks and turned around and they're all looking like they, they clearly just heard something uh, similarly to what you saw before with the blue pygmies, two of them stand still while another one gets up on its shoulder, on their shoulders, to sort of like periscope around and look, so that one's looking a little more intensely and then it points no, no. At where you all are. Olash is relaying this to all of us through the top, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm also going to end B-Sense, I think. Okay, so you, you end B-Sense so you have your faculties back about yeah. you. Okay, guys, I have an, a thought. If they if they come at us, um, they're pretty weak, so I may be able to sleep them. So good, anyone. Yeah, maybe we could both hit them with a sleep if, when they come at us and be sure to get them that way. Okay. Uh, we're already. I'll, I mean, I'll stand out closer so if they run into someone, they'll run to a pygmy first. Maybe they'll come after me and then... Who knows? Okay, Operation Pygmy Lullaby is a go. Um, I can also. <laughs> wow. I can also cast Mold Earth to make the terrain more difficult to slow them down. Yeah, maybe if they, if, if they stumble at all, that could, could only help us. Are we worried about them like like setting... causing a ruckus and yeah. calling more pygmies over? I don't know if they're allowed they to have them. Investigate first. Are they coming out of Sam? They are. They are moving towards you now. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I would say in in the next twelve seconds they'll be at where Saren is. Okay. We'll pull Saren back, Olash, and and then we'll just be waiting for them. And as soon as they come into view of us, Eowyn and I will hit them with sleep spells. Okay. Does that work for everybody? Yep. Sure. Okay. Uh, let's roll initiative. Do we get any bonus since we know they're coming? Uh, no, no. I mean, they they have an idea of where you are, so it's not really a surprise. Okay, uh, that's a 15. I also got a 15. Nine. Eowyn has a 17, and I have a, f- uh, a 7. Eowyn goes first. Uh, how far away are they? Uh, they are... You guys were 100 feet back from Saren. 
Um, so they're about 125 feet away from you. All right. She's she can't hit him with sleep until they're within 90 feet. Well, you could move a little bit towards them, right? Uh, or she can. I'm thinking she's gonna hold her action until they get within range, and then she's gonna launch. Sleep. Okay. Okay. So Eowyn is holding her action to cast sleep until they're within range. Cassian. Uh, same thing, I guess. Ildov. How far away are they? They are 125 feet away. Uh, quick check. Do you, you guys don't want me to kill them? Or try? I mean, how, how powerful of a spell slot do you have to burn to do that? Because sleep is only I, first. And how, I don't. I can Eldritch Blast them. Yeah, but how will it make a lot of noise? The thing is, sleep puts them a lot of them down at once, and I think and with minimal noise and, and distraction. So I think I would avoid attacking them just yet. I don't know if there's any buff or anything we can do to like make it easier. Yeah, I don't really have anything. I guess I will stay put. So you're also going to hold your action until mm-hmm. they get closer. Uh, so next up is the bad guys, which is the veggie pygmies. Uh, they move forward, and they are now they are now even with Saren. Um, and well, I thought we pulled Saren back. To us. Oh, did you pull Saren yeah. back? Oh, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. So then they are, um, they continue to move forward. They are now, uh, they they just double move uh, because they don't they don't find anything. Uh, so they are now uh, puts them at sixty five feet away from you, um, which means that Aowen and Cassian, your uh, held actions are now ready to go. Okay, so I'm casting sleep. Okay, so that's 31 hit points of sleep from Cassian. 27 from Eowyn. Okay. So uh, Eowyn and Cassian, uh, both at the same time, synchronized, put their right hands out and do that shh, shh, And it is. It's gorgeous. And all four of these red-striped veggie pygmies just crumple. Nice. I high-five Eowyn. She kind of just holds her hand back a bit and doesn't really high five you. I, I go, I do the thing where I go the rest of the way, and give it a little. <laughs> <laughs> she wipes it off on you. Uh, so those uh, those four veggie pygmies are asleep. On the All right, path. let's move on. They'll only be out for a minute, so let's roll. Should should what? we should we maybe kill them? <laughs> oh, or at least. Uh, well, now that they're asleep, it'll be easier. Uh, I mean, if we need to, they they tried to kill they're us. They're only gonna be asleep for a minute. They're gonna okay. just catch up just with us. Could them? I'm not. I don't feel great about it, but I think. We I should. don't either. But you know, they are living creatures. But they'd do it to us if they saw us. We have to take care of ourselves. We need to do this now. Let's. All right. Let's go for it. Yeah. Thank yep. them. That's. Uh, I mean, it's easy enough to do. They don't have a lot of hit points. Yarvik's gonna ask. Like, oh, cool. Maybe Ildov doesn't kill them. Maybe, or at least not with the rod. Not? Not, oh. with the, not with the rod. You don't want more souls in the rod. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'd appreciate it if we didn't steal souls near, uh, uh, you know, the thing we're looking I'm for. I'm not actively stealing them. They're just, ha- they just happen <laughs> they're, they're to... They're volunteering. <laughs> 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 I don't know how souls You know, I, it almost feels like they want to be with me. You know, but but if you're going for it, it's a little easier just to, with a knife just to cut the, you know... Yeah, just, Olash is just... Yeah, Cassian and, and Olash each take two uh, and and just slit their throats. Um, and this, this like, brightish green uh, ichor comes out, uh, which confirms what Eowyn had read. They, in fact, do not have blood. They have chlorophyll in their veins. Should we take their flowers, too? Don't breathe too? it in. Oh, yeah, let's whatever. No, wait, that's chloroform. <laughs> we all well, still don't out. breathe in um, and you, uh, yeah, so you you take the bundle that one of them was I'm carrying it uh and you you unwrap it and uh in it is one of those those uh 
red flowers that you had seen drawn in Frel's notes. And I'm gonna cover the bodies of these guys with like the discarded ghillie suit. Okay. Just so you know, people are less likely to stumble over them. Sure. No, that's that's very conscientious of you. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. Uh, so you uh, you, you continue off? moving through, and uh, moving through the tall grass. It's it's a long trek, uh, sort of on your hands and knees, but after about. 2,000 feet or so, the land drops suddenly, um, and you sort of stop yourselves, and you look around, and there's this this large circle. It goes about 10 feet down. You can see now that you're you're very close to the rear of the cavern. Uh, The rear cavern wall is actually concave. It's, It's like the vertical portion of a crater. And it matches up perfectly with this this sort of dropped circle that you've approached now. The river that you're beside continues to flow over the drop, and it goes on to the back of the cavern. Looks like it disappears under the rear wall. The heat is uh, much greater here, um, and you can see that that is largely in part because opposite the river, so on the on the the other side of where you are. And the other side of the tramp down path, emerging from just under the edge of the drop, is a hot magma flow that also mm. goes all the way to the rear of the cavern, disappearing under the wall. Wow. Situated at the very rear, between these two opposing forces of the river and the magma flow, is a stand of three trees. They're normal sized compared to the others you've seen so far. They're arranged in a tight triangle. And the foremost tree has a one-foot radius hole in it, out of which shines a bright light. And that's where we'll end this episode. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can hear the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. You can also get in touch with us directly at ImprovisedWeaponsVT at gmail.com, and we'd sure love it if you dropped us a line. Maybe there's something you'd like to see, or a platform we're not on that you think would benefit from our presence, or maybe even a third thing. We're open to receiving communication and are likely to respond. Some people can't even say that about their families. As always, you'd be doing us a solid by reviewing the show anywhere reviews are accepted. Reviews really do help us get in front of more people, and they cost you nothing. You know, it's said that only 1 in 10 people will share a good experience they had. Be the one. Then, head over to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and consider supporting the show, all whilst getting yourself some cool rewards like an extra-weekly podcast or an on-air shout-out. All the music on this episode was written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can check out Adam's fun new EP, One of a Kind, on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. Tune in next time as the party finally discovers the truth of the Tear of Gia. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons.
This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>